1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast. The Fightful.com wrestling podcast, February 20th edition. If you all missed out on any of our podcasts this weekend, last night we uh, we called uh, – or. Covered UFC Halifax where Fightful.com's own Elias Theodora won. Today we welcome to Robin Black one of the best analysts in MMA on our uh, MMA side of things. So go check that out. Tomorrow we're talking to Elias again. First, really, first uh, post-fight words you'll really hear from him after after the event and and all that. We got uh, Wednesday Jimmy Van, Thursday Matt Riddle, Friday we got Shane Helms. Always uh, a good time with those guys. You can get early access to the Shane Helms and Matt Riddle shows by registering at Fightful.com. It is absolutely free. No reason to not sign up. Fightful.com has you covered from all angles, from journalists, actors, uh, or businessmen, wrestlers, fighters, all that good stuff. We got it for you, my friends. Also, be sure to follow us at Fightful Wrestle, at FightfulMame, and at Fightful Online. Subscribe to us, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher. Leave us a positive review, a nice review, a five star review. Send it to us on Twitter. We will follow you. I am joined by FIFA.com associate editor Alex Paulowski. Alex. Yes. Sup.
2: Hoss battles for life. That's all I gotta say. I want I want more, more hoss battles.
0: I've been told that the, the stream is brutal jimmy Van said Ugh. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to restart my sh- computer before i do any of these somebody asked for my hd quality stream is oh, well i'll get it fixed for tomorrow you guys i'm not going to restart in the middle of a podcast but uh i'll, I'll have it fixed for tomorrow my my software kind of messes with that a little bit this was a big weekend for fightful alex we had matt riddle versus jason kincaid friday jason kincaid if you all don't know who that is you all are going to know who that is. He actually won the Glory Pro Championship yesterday. That's uh, Michael Elgin's new promotion. He has just an incredible series up on Fightful.com about his Ring of Honor tryout. Also, uh, how he got into Evolve. The stuff that this guy is putting out is stuff that you absolutely have to check out. Also, of course, Elias uh, won his fight Sunday. And we've got tons of podcasts this week. It's a fun time here at Fightful.com, you guys. Hey, if you all are up here in a few hours, David Tees has you coverage with uh, New Japan. Also, we got that this weekend, live coverage for those New Japan, Ring of Honor, Honor Rising shows. So uh, be sure to check that out as well. We've got live coverage and discussion of, like, everything. Alex, I enjoyed this Raw. I had, I had a good time with this Monday Night Raw.
2: As, as is the case, Braun saves everything. Uh, there were a lot of things I did like, but a lot of things I hated. So it's just it's it's what RAW is at this point. But it's, you're, it's got you're a curmudgeon. curmudgeon.
0: You're a curmudgeon.
2: Though. I am a curmudgeon. I'm a grumpy old curmudgeon.
0: Hmm. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. I'm gonna have to dissect this and all that you hate about this show because I found something redeeming in almost everything. We started off the show with an absolutely bonkers promo from kevin owens now this was fantastic i thought from the lighting to the overall production to the camera work to the writing to the delivery of kevin owens it was really awesome uh, he's in there he's in the ring talking about goldberg and i found it hilarious and accurate that he bragged about how his cardio was better than bill goldberg's it's true it's true I, I've it, never it seen, is true
2: i've seen uh Kevin Owens in 30 minute matches and he's not sweating as much as Bill Goldberg is when he's cutting a promo. So something's wrong.
0: Well, oftentimes Goldberg just ran his head into a goddamn door before he cuts promos. So did he also do
2: 40 minutes of cardio before he had the door?
0: (laughs) And he's probably just having a brain hemorrhage or something as he's, as sometimes it seems like he is while he's cutting promos. It's true. KO says that Goldberg likes to scream "You're next," but says, according to him, Goldberg, uh, "You're nothing." Then he refuses to address First Jericho. I don't know that there was a better way to to handle that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the, you know, of course, everybody wants the answers of why, and the most right. heel thing to do is to not give them those answers. That was really great. I like that. Absolutely.
2: Uh, you know, because when you give somebody motivations, all of a sudden they can't be evil. You know what I mean? Like, this is my motivation because Triple H took me aside. He told me, you look like a chump out there with, with, this, with this comedy act you're doing. You know, get it right and be the champion that I, told, that I told you you could be. If he comes out and tells us that, all of a sudden, we might be able to somehow identify with him. But you don't want to identify with the bad guy. You just want to hate him, which is great. They, they booing Kevin Owens for the first time in I don't know how long on Raw. That's a good sign to make him a real heel.
0: I had somebody ask me, why couldn't they have done this all along? You had to build, man. And that was the perfect build to get this Kevin Owens. It, and I'm okay with that. He showed a lot of range. He's really showing that range now. But I I, I thought this was just an unbelievable segment. Kevin Owens, man. There was a, a time five, four or five years ago when people were like, Kevin Owens, maybe going to the WWE or Kevin Steen to the WWE and I just didn't see it. But, but mainly because of the condition he was in. Right. And luckily he got himself, fortunately he got himself nothing luckily about it. He fortunately got himself into shape because we get this version of Kevin Owens now that is just supremely entertaining, whether it is in a comedy role, whether it is isn't a cowardly role, or whether it's in a serious role like this. Great stuff all around. Like like I said, from how it was shot, how it was lit, how it was written, how it was delivered. Top to bottom, great.
2: No, it, it's excellent. It goes, it goes back to, uh, I mean, it, it's continuity of interviews that he's given about how much he hated Goldberg when he was a kid because he was never a WCW guy. He always loved Steve Austin. He thought Goldberg was stealing, you know, Austin's look. So he hated Goldberg, and that comes into this. Like I always hated Goldberg. I never and the was guy
0: learned the-, the guy learned to speak English right from watching WWF programming.
2: Yeah, it's perfect. It's it sure as hell beats right.
0: those old – what was that That old uh, – I know you know what I'm talking about. That old program, the, the cartoon that spoke French that you would see on those commercials on Nickelodeon. <laughs> you know what I mean.
2: I do, but I don't remember what it was called.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to kill me because it's not Rosetta Stone. Uh, oh, gosh, somebody sent it to me. Because I, I know what it is. Uh, Muzzy! It's Muzzy! Muzzy.
2: Now I remember. Muzzy, yes.
0: Kevin Owens has got to teach some people how to speak French and English. Like, he has got to be the next Muzzy.
2: Yeah, right.
0: Enzo and Cass defeat Sheamus and Cesaro. They get a shot at the tag team titles at Fastlane. <laughs> WWE is now cognizant of the fact that Enzo is really annoying. <laughs>
2: They appear to be. They appear to be. That's good. That's a good step.
0: And apparently there was some executive order handed down for President Trump that, you know, uh, Enzo's going to get the shit kicked out of him tonight, like real hard.
2: Yeah. No, he, he took some bad stuff.
0: He did. Uh, for all the faults that Enzo has in the ring, he and Cass, I think, have some nice tandem offense that really fit them. Cesaro killed Enzo with two uppercuts, one ringside. And then one that he just catches him with that is just badass. For all the losses Enzo and Cass have had, Alex, they've never been a great team on screen, even in NXT. They have always been pretty consistently like losers. They've just been yeah. personalities that are so vivid and so, so big that they overcome that. Right. So this is a big win for them.
2: No, absolutely it is. It's one of those things that, um, they were kind of stuck in the mire with you know, Enzo showing his dong to ladies and getting into feuds that way. Uh, that was what they were doing and did that for months, literally months since I think October. And uh, finally, they're back in the tag picture um, because you have heels who are tag champs. Uh, I guess they figured they couldn't do anything with Enzo and Cass with the New Day, so they were kind of you know down in some other program. And now they've entered the tag title picture and all they had to do was sit ringside and interfere in the tag title match. And that got them uh, a shot at the number one contendership, uh, which I think is is good advice for, say, Golden Truth or the Shining Stars or any of the teams way down. Just sit ringside and interfere in a title match and you'll find yourself in the title picture in no time.
0: So I just got to report... I just yep. got a report from the 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 uh post raw show. And the rock is out there, so for what I don't know what reason they didn't have the rock on TV. That's stupid. Yep. yep. But the rock is out there calling CM Punk on the phone right now, and I went straight to voicemail. Oh, that's funny. That's pretty good. A pretty good one. Gotta give him credit All there. Right. Back to the Enzo Cast thing. Yeah, uh after <laughs> After this match, Enzo keeps repeating himself and just Cesaro just broke, takes the living shit out of him. Yep. And the crowd's chanting, Thank you, Sheamus. Now, I don't know if this is a WWE issue or if it's an Enzo issue because these guys, one year, or 10 months ago, were as over as possible. Yeah. And it wasn't capitalized on. And now I'm sitting here saying, I'm sitting here saying, Cancel the New Day hosting mania. Babyface New Day. Heel Enzo and Cass, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. And then maybe you, you turn something – you turn something there or you just maybe make Enzo that full-time manager. Because if he's not the babyface in peril, I don't know what role he can really have there.
2: Right. I mean, unless
0: he's just – unless he's the heel that just gets the shit kicked out of him and on the hot tag and right. – those tag matches.
2: Yeah. Well, it, Enzo and Cass as, as a heel team works this way. Um, it's Enzo starts and immediately tags out to Cass. And then Cass <laughs> beats on the guy and tags in Enzo who, who punches them, does a little dance, does a little dance, kicks them. And as soon as the guy gets back to his feet, he tags in Cass and he's always running in his mouth and he won't shut up. And it would work really, really well. You don't even have to change what they do or even what they say. Just make them be dicks like a little bit more. Cause right now they're like a nine on the dick scale. And just make it a ten, you know, and, and change who they're talking to. As opposed if they're not talking to Rusev, but they're talking to a beloved baby face and they're saying the exact same things, all of a sudden they're heels. I
0: think that I don't want to hear they, you talking about the scale of Enzo and Cass's dicks anymore. Okay, fine. Cass has established a few moves now. The big elbow, the East River Crossing. I think that's what it's called. Uh, and the big boot. He throws a hell of a big boot, so good for him. But I think that's the way to go here. Uh, Enzo and Cass in New Day. But then again, how many spots are you going to have on WrestleMania? So maybe not. Right. Under my backstage crappenings listing, I have uh, Kevin Owens has a nice little interaction with Mick Foley, where, where Mick Foley keeps him from leaving and books him in a match with, with Sami Zayn. And Kevin Owens says... I guess you want more of your roster on the shelf. This was good. This furthered a lot in about 30 seconds.
2: This was so great. I love the idea that Kevin Owens thought he was going to show up, sit backwards on a chair. The first of two guys to do that tonight, but we'll get to that.
0: Oh, they were were stealing the Elliott Stabler gimmick all night long.
2: And sit on the spotlight and talk about how much he hates Goldberg, then not talk about why he was – he beat up Jericho, and then he was just going to leave. Like, he had his little rolly bag, and he was walking out to his rental car. And Fowler comes up and says, no, no, what are you doing? you got a match with Sami Zayn. And I love the response. Mick, I thought you liked Sami Zayn. Like, like dead behind the eyes, heel, Kevin Owens is great. I, I love that guy. I love what, uh, what he can do as that. My, my only fear is that we're going to see that for two weeks, and then he's going to be fed to Goldberg, and then what? Back to being, you know, chump Kevin. Like, I love this guy.
0: Wouldn't mind it if Owens cost him that match or Jericho cost him that match to really accelerate that. But I would because I don't want to see Goldberg as champion. And then and then if Goldberg's champion, then Lesnar's probably champion. And then if Lesnar's champion, yep. we're back in the same – yeah. Yep. Roman Reigns is in the back with a man bun. He just needs new gear and music now. Yeah, that's he's true. A, he's supposed to find a partner to face Gallows and Anderson, but he doesn't need a partner. Uh, on, on the bright side, Gallows and Anderson have great shirts.
2: Yeah, um, I like those. Mick, Mick's on the phone with somebody, and Roman shows up, and Mick gets off the phone and says, "I know why you're here. You want Braun Strowman, but well, you can't have him. He's got the big show tonight." And Roman's like, "Okay, cool. So then, why you, were you here, Roman? You just walking through the backside to pop pop in on on Mick." And then Gals Anderson show up. Had to have yeah, the we top were, we have unfinished business Had to make sure you. it was good and tight. We have we have unfinished business with you, sir. I love the idea of like, hey, find a partner. And everyone's like, oh, the rock's in the building. Is that going to be a mystery partner? Is it? Is it? No, it's not because Ro- Roman Reigns doesn't need a partner. What
0: kind of Should a schmo does he look chairs? like? That, I didn't even think about that. What kind of a schmo does he look like with his cousin, Who flew to Philadelphia to endorse him in the middle of a, a hateful crowd? Oh, man. Yeah, speaking of The Rock, was there, is there right now. He's still out in the ring, probably. They're filming footage for the Page movie, which is such a. You couldn't write a weirder fucking situation than Page in WWE. You can't. It goes from like completely on terrible terms to we're making a movie about your life when you're 24 years old, by the way, there's a stabbing somewhere in the middle of this whole situation and a Mexican restaurant. Because <laughs> do you think if this, teenage, if, if, teenage, this story line, story line, if this situation were a totally storyline, if this situation were a totally a storyline, I'd be on this podcast, trashing it for not being believable.
2: Uh, I'm just wondering if you think the teenage mutant Ninja turtle makes it into the movie.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's, That's got to be a future, uh, future, like maybe a long form off the track with a train is the timeline of page and WWE's tumultuous relationship. Oh my God.
2: (sighs) Yeah. Uh, But here's the thing going back to this segment, um, how do they feel like it makes anybody look good to have uh, your tag champs challenge a guy to a, to a, to a, to a tag match and you're, your top baby face, I guess, say, I don't need a partner to take on these chumps. Like, oh, Jesus.
0: So The Rock came out before and he did his little thing. I'm like, why, why wouldn't they put him on TV at all? Like, at all. Have him rock bottom somebody. What's, have him rock bottom Jinder Mahal. What's the matter?
2: Don't have any idea. I mean, I guess because the whole thing was was running long anyway. Like, what time did that the main event finished like ten fifteen.
0: 15 USA is going to care if it's the rock
2: I guess it's true uh but you what know, they came had... on
0: after like like last season's finale of Grizzly knows best uh, it's possible damn damn to Zawang, and Brian Kendrick were supposed to have a match uh which honestly when I saw that I was like that's big for raw for a cruiserweight match on raw and then Kendrick attacked Tazawa, and uh no. locked on the captain 's hook, so it's not going to happen on raw
2: no I, I know you don't uh watch much two o five live but uh no
0: i don't watch it live, but I do watch it later but,
2: um it's uh it's weird that they have this huge thing that they're they're building on two o five live and then your payoff is uh you know uh, an aborted match which doesn't even really start. And uh, uh chokes it out, and that's it. Like, it's it doesn't feel like it's worth purpling the ring ropes for something like what we saw with Kendrick and Tozawa. Um, yeah, I I, I really do wonder what the crossover is for people who are did, in. Did they purple the
0: ropes for that, yeah, they did. Oh, oh yeah. those dumps,
2: yeah, so, so stupid. Uh, I, I, I don't know why they're purpling the ropes still. Uh, I also don't know why they're still handshaking before matches. Like, just because you're small, you have, like, decorum. Like, if the smaller you are, the more of a gentleman you must be. So, because they don't make, they didn't make Big Show and Braun Strowman shake hands, you know? and That's not, you're not allowed to do that. It's just weird. And to have that be, like, the impetus for the beatdown, that Tozawa wouldn't shake Kend- Kendrick's hand, which, by the way, isn't he the babyface in this thing? Like, it's it's, it's just yeah. weird. It's just
0: weird. And then he looks like an idiot when Kendrick clotheslines it. Yeah. Guys, make sure to visit Fightful.com. We also have FightfulWrestling.com and FightfulMMA.com. In case you don't like one of the two, we also cover boxing. We got that Deontay Wilder fight this weekend. Live coverage of that. We got features coming up on that too. Uh, I post my podcast notes from these shows the morning after, so make sure to check that out. You also have Alex covering the the lighter side of pro wrestling a lot, including – Hulk Hogan hitting a tombstone, a definite warped tombstone, which was the theme of the, of the entire commercial. That's up on Fightful.com. Also, you get Anna Bower's Most Ridiculous. That is one of the best segments that, that we do on Fightful.com. Check that out. She, also, she actually landed a horror movie role off of that segment. So check that out. We got live coverage, exclusive news, photos, videos. Uh, our forums will be up soon. Discus boards podcasts, anything you can ask for from a wrestling and MMA site. Nobody covers the crossover between MMA and pro wrestling. Quite like us. you guys subscribe iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, leave us a thumbs up too. That stuff helps. I think I'm pretty sure tweet that link. Y'all WWE showed a great George, the animal steel video. And what I really liked about this, Alex, it showed like celebrities like David Arquette and Kevin Hart sharing their memories made it yeah. seem even bigger it was it was kind of nice to see that
2: it really was this was um this was a really beautifully done tribute um i uh, i I don't have great memories like not i mean i've you know what i mean i don't have, my memory isn't that great of that far back of watching but I do remember being a little kid and and just being mesmerized by this guy who behaved like a creature and had the green tongue and uh my buddy had a George, the animal steel action figure with the green tongue and the, the bumps on the plastic where they, they tried to make his hair and everything. Like I'll never forget like, like being so jealous that he had the George, the animal steel action figure and really, really wanting one. Um, Yeah. uh, What a really, and by all accounts, like what a sweet guy, like a really, really nice man and everything uh and uh, yeah i just a wonderfully done segment and and it's one of those things where you don't have to feel conflicted about watching it like with somebody else who's died recently you could just watch it and and really you know feel feel like you can remember the guy well
0: they also aired a graphic for ivan koloff uh which we will talk about uh a little more extensively tomorrow and wednesday we have a little more time to talk about stuff like that. Now, they didn't have a video package for him. He was more of an NWA guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, there was no mention of Nicole Bass. There were some ruffled feathers regarding that. But I don't know. Uh, WWE definitely distanced themselves from Nicole Bass. She had made some pretty heinous allegations a, as she left. She accused uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn brawler Steve Lombardi of sexual assault. But she was actually taken off life support Friday. I think, and yeah, Friday and passed away that evening. So a little surprised they didn't do that just because they do it for almost everybody. Yeah. Uh, Were you surprised to not see a graphic for Nicole Bass?
2: I mean, of the three, I would be the least surprised that she wasn't mentioned. Um, I mean, Koloff really was an NWA guy, but he was the guy who broke Bruno Sammartino's uh, title. Oh, yeah. I mean, I
0: should have... I should have uh, prefaced that by saying that he's by today's, like, more of the people who are watching today remember him as an NWA guy, but he was absolutely, you know, that's the biggest thing that ever happened in his career was that yeah. I should have absolutely uh, uh, prefaced that. Also, he is instrumental in Barry Darso, Nikita Koloff, helping them launch their careers because yeah, he had that, that hot, Hot Russian angle going on back then, which uh, this won't be the last time we talk about Russians on this show. Uh, Biggie came through. Biggie came through, but uh, yeah, it's it, there's he's really underrated for for how he helped a couple other careers too. And Nikita Koloff should have lasted a lot longer than he did. Barry Darso would go on to have, I wouldn't say have success with a lot of other gimmicks. He had success with uh, the Smash gimmick later and then to a limited degree Repo Man, but he was a big part of that. But yeah, uh, most people who are still watching wrestling today that who would remember him would remember that NWA run, but you always hear the fables of him beating Bruno San Martino. And there there isn't footage of it with, uh, with real audio, but they say you could hear a pin drop. That's what it was compared to, when Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar at, uh, mm-hmm. WrestleMania. So that's, that's, that's a big loss. I watched him on TV here like 11 years ago. He came and worked a promotion in Southern Ohio at like, gosh, at like 65 wow, and worked their their local champion at a promotion around here. So, uh, definitely our condolences with, with his family, friends and fans, as well as, uh, uh, that of Nicole Bass and that of George Animal Steel. But yeah, we're going to talk about that. At, like Jeff Hawkins is a really good guy to talk to about about guys like George Animal Steel, about Ivan Koloff, probably about Nicole Bass too. Why not? And uh, we'll get Jimmy Vann's thoughts on Wednesday as well. But yeah, that can't be understated. He ended uh, Bruno San Martino's seven year run. Yeah, almost eight years. Good God. Good guy, and I think he held it for twenty-one about, days. about 21 days. Yeah, about three weeks.
2: He was a total transitional champion to Pedro Morales. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sami Zayn cuts a good promo backstage about how he called the KO Jericho split five months ago because he knows Kevin Owens. But this was good stuff too.
2: Sure, yeah. I mean, it's, he, he said two things. One, Chris Jericho, I told you so. And two Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens are both trash people, but because he's Sami, Sami Zayn, he took those two points and turned it into a really great fiery promo. I really, really love Sami Zayn, and I, I, I want more and more and more of him um, because he's doing great work and has been since he came up. I mean, if you want to talk about this, this, this year from from April to now, going into March from WrestleMania weekend to WrestleMania weekend. I really hope that they give him something to do big WrestleMania weekend because he deserves it. Cause that's a great year for him. All the stuff he did from year to year is, is uh, April to April. would be amazing.
0: This type of segment, the these short little to the point interview segments, aren't something we saw a lot of a couple of years ago. Yeah, they were all long and drawn out and this gets over people a lot better. I thought mm-hmm. Anderson and Gallows defeat Roman Reigns via DQ. Uh, Anderson and Gallows put a club in on Reigns and stopped for some reason. Like, they were just beating him down outside the ring, and they stopped. Yep. Reigns cracks Gallo to the chair, gets DQ'd. Yep. I haven't had a problem with how either of these handicap matches have played out. Roman Reigns doesn't pin the guys, and he attacks them with chairs. That's fine. But real cool part about this is Carl Anderson jumping off the top rope. And getting impaled with a Roman Reigns spear. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Yep.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, you call it the the jumping nothing. Uh, it, Roman Reigns countered a jumping nothing into a spear because Carl Anderson wasn't doing anything off of that top rope. He wasn't he doing it. He could have hit an axe rock.
0: handle. He could have hit an axe handle.
2: Roman Reigns was three quarters of the way across the ring. That was just not happening. Uh, but uh, I do think it's funny. You're like – Um, why, Why did they stop? Well, the idea being that Gallows brought the chair in and then we have that wonderful moment that Roman Reigns always has when somebody else brings a chair into the match where he looks at the chair, he looks at them, he looks back at the chair, looks back at them and then makes the decision. I'm going to use the weapon that you introduced into this ring to beat on you. And that's okay because he had that moment of doubt. That's what we need to make sure he's not a heel. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things where after the chair was introduced, you beat on him, you Superman punch one guy out of the ring, you spear another dude out of the air, uh, and now we, we can move on from this, hopefully, and never do this again. Uh, get right back into, um, you know, the tag, t- tag team champions looking strong by beating Golden Truth next week or something. Just make them look some, somewhat strong. You going hate on.
0: everything, man. I do. Why do you hate everything? Stop it. I did. enjoy light. You're getting paid to watch this. <laughs> You're getting paid to talk about this. i ge- that I'm, that lightens it up for me.
2: I'm getting paid to analyze it, and I would be doing a disservice to the viewers and listeners if I was untrue uh, in my uh, in the way I That's called right. it, like I see it. You know.
0: Sure. New day comes out. Their promo went way long, but. <laughs> There was a highlight of Raw, in my opinion, where Lana reveals that she has their ice cream plants. <laughs> Kofi and Xavier are like, how'd you get it? How'd she get it? And Biggie goes, well, she is Russian. And the crowd popped for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Vince, your crowd's not stupid. No. They popped for a Russian joke. I was happy with that. Yes. Commentary made light of Jinder's physique. They kept calling him hard body the whole time
2: he's apparently what they said was that he calls himself hard body Mahal now <laughs> And so that's what they said. I don't think Junior Mahal actually calls himself hard body Mahal
0: imagine getting fired, imagine getting fired from the WWE coming back <laughs> them having not shit for you and then running around backstage calling yourself hard body Mahal. <laughs> the balls on this guy.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, oh
0: my god!
2: I don't know if he actually calls himself that, but kayfabe, according to the to the commentator, <laughs> he does. Um, Better. So this whole thing, of course, hinges around the the iPads. See, Bro- Bodelis tore the blueprints in half last week. Now they put it on the iPad, so you can't destroy it. They say. But Lana's got an iPad in the ring. She says, I, 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 got, I got your plans right here. I stole them. And she reads the blueprints to them. And the blueprints appear, appear to be a recipe for ice cream. Not, a, not blueprints <laughs> for an ice cream machine, but she's reading ingredients. Uh, and then, of course...
0: Um, <laughs> what well, gives an ice cream machine if you don't have the right recipe?
2: I mean, that's a recipe for the ice cream, not blueprints for the ice cream machine. You know, like, it's, there's a difference. I guess. And then Xavier, she, gets, she gets tromboned Xavier's... in in the in the butt and throws it over her head and caught by Xavier, who then I breaks the. IPad. That's uh he breaks the iPad, proving that the iPad is not unbreakable, as they said in the beginning. And I guess she didn't back up her files that she stole from them and they're not on in on the internet anywhere that she can't rehack I, them.
0: I, yeah. Okay, so I mean they're the cloud is not safe. That has no. been proven for Just WWE's me. women in the past. Yeah, the true. cloud ain't safe. I don't blame her. Right. Xavier steals it, destroys it. I thought it was kind of cute. Kofi does a very, fuck it, I'm not wrestling at Mania anyway dive. Yes. And then New Day win. That was, that was fine. I enjoyed yeah. the segment, except for New Day's promo going way too long.
2: Their feel about the uh, New Day hosting WrestleMania?
0: Oh, I was going to ask you that. I when I made out my my WrestleMania card, my predicted card, like even with the multi-man matches, I was at like 15 matches with right. like 40 guys in the battle royal. Yep, that's hard to do, and you got to wonder: are their services best used in this type of role, or are they best best used in in the ring? And I don't know. We'll see. I think that the the ease. The easiest thing to do
2: to get them on the card as an actual act is to have a four corners tag match with Enzo and Cass and Gals Anderson, Sheamus and Cesaro and them. Those are the four legitimate, you know, real tag teams on the division. They're there. They can, they can do that. Uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily need them to have the titles. I just really like watching them wrestle. And I would like to do that. The thing I don't like watching them do is do long drawn out comedy bits which I feel is what the first 25 minutes of WrestleMania is going to be at this point. And um, I, I just, you know, it's one of those things where I think they might be better served in the long run by being the hosts, but selfishly, I want to see Big E throw dudes over his head. And I want to see Kofi Kingston do crazy dives over the top rope. And I want to see, you know, Xavier Woods get on the action too, because he's been so improved in the last year in the ring. I, I want these guys to be wrestlers first and comedians second, and I feel like that's Well,
0: not I mean, that what we're comedy at. that comedy got them to be that's, that got them where they where they are, so I don't it's it's tough. there's
2: a lot there's back and forth with this for me.
0: Yeah, and I, I really did think that the, the fatal four way with the only other three teams on Raw that I say mean anything, but do they really was the way to go, but then after tonight, I'm like Enzo and Cass versus New Day. I guess we'll see. We still got, what, 40 days? 40 days, I think. Yeah. We had a contract signing. Austin Aries, good per usual. This, I thought this really showcased Jack Gallagher's personality and a stark contrast that Neville brings. I thought Gallagher put a, cut a pretty nice promo, and then Neville gets pissed and just chucks the table. And they had a good, quick brawl where uh, Gallagher landed a headbutt, and then... Like I held an umbrella to Neville's throat. Mm-hmm. Okay, guy almost beat John Cena a year or two ago. He's afraid of a fucking umbrella now. All right. <laughs> well, that's where well, we're at. He's
2: he's a master with the umbrella. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got that. He's a master uh, swordsman when it comes to umbrellas, and you just don't want to screw around with that because that that point of that umbrella right there in the larynx, that could hurt.
0: Yeah. Nia Jax killed a jobber. This is self-explanatory. That was fine. What I don't like is having these heels, namely Nia Jax and Baron Corbin, re-ask the question they were just asked. Yeah. So, like, they'll say – Charlie Caruso will pop in there and be like, what are your feelings on Bailey winning the championship? And Nia goes, my feelings? Yeah, Nia, your feelings. That's what she just asked. Yeah, her and Baron Corbin do it all the time.
2: At least with Baron Corbin, we can see on Talking Smack that that's not all he can do, and that's why I really want him to be written differently. With Nia Jax, I have no idea. Maybe that's maybe that's a crutch that she needs to be able to cut those. You know, well, t- you say you say
0: that he's written differently. Well, I can tell you for a fact that Nia Jax is not like most girls. That's true. That is, I guarantee it. It's right there in the Bailey theme song. <sighs> the joke was inferred. Anyway, <laughs> we Bailey come up for a promo. Byron Saxton makes me hate Bailey, and I really like Bailey. Yeah. Bailey comes out. She's looking ripped. She's looking jacked. She's looking in shape. And you can too if you go to fightful.com and you click that beautiful on it banner, my friends. You want abs like Bailey? Just take. Just take a bunch of T plus, take a bunch of room tech. Then get your mind right with that alpha brain. Make sure your sleep cycle is correct with that new mood. Then you go and lift one of those kettlebells. I got a gorilla face on it. Like it's gnawing on a pear or something. They're fantastic. They're phenomenal, but only shop there by clicking our link over at com. on. It's the best really is. It's pretty much single-handedly repairing Seth Rollins knee. As we speak, I'm, not sure that i can say that in an ad but i'm pretty sure it's not against the law anymore i'm pretty sure like anything goes as far as product placement these days take on it and you will become wwe champion yes. i'll say that i will say that that's a thing that I'll, I'll do i thought bailey was really natural here she's talking about stuff that she really cares about really relates to Stephanie McMahon interrupts and for some reason hates Bailey, which I don't think it's like that. It, it's pretty transparent, honestly. I think it's going to end up being like the Kevin Owens, John Cena thing. Like, my kids idolize you and not me. That's bullshit, one of those. Because that, that would be a legit reason for Stephanie to dislike somebody besides their baby face. Because that ain't a reason. I thought, like, in my head, I was when they kept pushing the Charlotte tweet, I was like, Bailey's going to give up this belt. She's going to do the noble thing, and she will win her first championship. And I think that would that would have been a neat way. You don't see the dusty finish a lot these days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And how ironic would it be for these girls to be involved in a dusty finish with how instrumental he was to their career? What did you think of the Stephanie McMahon-Bailey interaction before we get to Charlotte and Sasha?
2: Well, you know, it's one of those things where – Stephanie is just in her blood. She has to hate the baby faces. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a thing. Like, she grows up, she, she, w- she wakes up in the morning and goes, man, I, I'm sure there's a baby face out there, a baby facing. It makes me angry. And then she just goes through the rest of her day all pissy. Uh, I, I, um, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is this. What's interesting is that if it wasn't Stephanie McMahon laying all this out the way she was, but actually using the same points just in a different way, She's got a point. I mean, you know, I mean, because as we talked about last week, Sasha Banks came out there with a crutch and hit Charlotte in the tit, and that's how Bailey won her thing, won her match. I mean, that's that's how she won the first time she became champion. And is is that a little different? Yeah, it is different than beating her clean in the middle of the ring. It is. Um. So you know, like, is she wrong, or you know, is she just being, you know, a bitch about it? It's, 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 there's very different there, but the, obviously the way she was doing it was terrible. was being really bad yeah. about it. Um, uh, so I, I, didn't, I didn't have a problem with it either way, but what I, when, when Bailey refused to give up the belt, I thought that she, she was like, I gave you a chance, now I'm taking it from you. As the commissioner, I have the authority to do this, I'm taking the belt from you. I thought that's what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't.
0: Yeah, and when Bailey said, Hell no, that got a giant pop. Whoever mm-hmm. wrote for Sasha Banks uh did or it's really it's it comes down to Sasha delivering it and whoever wrote it because she ain't getting any better at this. Yeah. And it's bad. Charlotte joins the the fray, and I thought overall this was a pretty good segment. Then we got Sasha versus Charlotte up next. In the match, Charlotte landed like a sick knee drop smash. Like she just pinned Sasha's head to her knee dropped it to the ground very curb stompish
2: uh-huh.
0: in my opinion but I love that move these two have great chemistry and as I put in my notes also water is wet Dana Brooke does the most uninspired run-in I have ever seen but Bailey laying her out was the best because she just flops and and I'm telling you guys it cannot be hard to take that face bump running down a ramp. And she probably knew it. And she was like, I got to slow down a little bit. This is going to suck. I'm sure it did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think she, she overestimated her speed and she's thinking if I'm running too fast, then Bailey won't be able to catch up with me. So I'm going to have to just, you know, mosey down the ramp, uh, sauntering down the ramp as, as though I'm out for a stroll in the park, uh, so she can catch up with me.
1: Uh,
2: but yeah, that was, that was great. Uh, I love that Dana has, has, has appeared on two straight Raws, having nothing to do but just go down to that side of the ring and be there for a minute, you know? Yeah. And we, we Sasha the... gets... So go ahead.
0: Sasha got the submission win. Usually I have a big problem with 50-50 booking, but literally the storyline of this division is that, like, these top girls are all neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Like any given night, one of them can beat each other, and that's pushed and that's talked about. Right. That's not necessarily the occasion. A lot of times, when it's fifty-fifty, where you get two clean finishes, boom one, boom two. What else is there to see after that? Right. We've seen them both beat each other, but with these women, I'm, I'm strangely still interested in it, and I love it. I want more. I want more of this back and forth. I'm cool with it. I can see Charlotte winning at pay-per-views a mile away, and I don't give a damn. If it's good, I don't care. Right.
2: Um, I mean, I think it's something that you can use to further this, uh, you know, rumored turn of Sasha uh, saying that you know, if if Bailey were to lose the match at Fastlane to Charlotte, Sasha can say, "I beat Sasha uh, Charlotte in a one-on-one match two weeks ago. I deserve the number one contempership over you, Bailey, because you just lost yeah. and I beat her. So I want another, I want the shot. You don't get the shot." And then, you, we can, and then we can have Nia Jax come in and say, I can take out all you guys by myself. So I want the shot. And then they make the four away for Mania. Um, there's a lot of stuff they can do with this. Um, I'm just sad. They, they, um, they, brought, they did 17 weeks of promos for this woman, brought her out, had her yeah. say, I'm not going to do that. And then she walks away and she's not here anymore. Like you have a viable fifth person to, fifth woman to be in your women's division and you're not using her what is up because
0: five that's too many that's too
2: many um because at one point charlotte says to stephanie mcmahon i want to apologize on behalf of the entire women's division for those two women in the ring uh, disrespecting you and i'm thinking well isn't that the entire women's division <laughs> <laughs> i mean basically the two of them in there you dana sometimes alicia fox sometimes and nia Jax, who's not allowed to wrestle any of you because she broke sasha the last time they wrestled you know so it's well, just when weird when you call
0: somebody up and they can't wrestle yeah. that happens yeah that does happen and i know they thought she was gonna get better she was gonna ride with emma and learn from emma on the road that didn't work out so yeah It's okay to call an Audible and send her back. NXT needs her. Yeah. Oh, man. Next up. Actually, we'll talk a little bit about this Stephanie McFoley thing. Yeah. McFoley kind of fired back at her, uh, disrespecting him. And Stephanie, like, went all Sam Shaw. (laughs) Went straight up Sam Shaw on on his ass. Like as he walks away, she's like, Watch out. There's a cord. I'd hate for you to have an accident. And I was like, Damn. That was good. That was real good. Mick Foley. Like, I'm like, man, re- Mick, Mick's getting fucked up. Like, we just don't know when. It's it's this is an episode of final or this is final destination, like four or something. Just Mick Foley. So this is. <laughs>
2: How's he is, gonna is, die? Is is he's he is? I will I will I will agree to this. He was blatantly insubordinate, <laughs> and he was very very aggressive to his boss. And instead of threatening, like you're suspended, or you know I'm gonna write you up, or you're fired, she says I'm gonna have you killed and make it look like an accident.
0: <laughs> Do you remember Ready to Rumble? You watch Ready to Rumble, right?
2: Yeah, years and years and years ago. Yeah. Okay,
0: so remember when the promoter he's getting stung to to screw over. Jimmy the King or whatever, and he goes, "If you fuck this up, I'll kill you." <laughs> like that. That's what this was. They ripped off. Uh, I think they ripped off Ready to Rebel, but wow. I can't wait to find out how Stephanie McMahon kills off Mick Foley, the guy who used to do elbow drops, concrete, who went through a cell, who got uh, tombstone choke slam on the thumbtacks, speared through a flaming table. Stephanie's putting them away, and you know, usually we're doing the whole. She's emasculating. Oh, I don't care. I'm ready for this one.
2: This wasn't emasculating. She straight up threatened <laughs> to have him murder him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's not <laughs> emasculating. Okay, she did. She okay. So it was more like she threatened to make him trip over something. But <laughs> we know what that means.
2: No, I'm sorry. We've, everyone, everyone who's like over the age of 10 has seen enough movies where somebody says, I'd hate for you to have an accident. And they know what that means. We all know what that means. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd hate for you to accidentally step in front of a bus on accident. One of those. <laughs> One of those. Oh, Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn. Um, Samoa Joe attacked him because th- this whole time I'm like, where's Samoa Joe? There he is. He attacks him. I'm very interested in this implied Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Triple H thing. Yeah. Where that might go. I'm all about it.
2: People are saying to me uh, on Twitter that it it would be like a, you know, former NXT guys who were champs there who, you know, know, brought in by by Triple H and they might turn Finn Balor when he gets back and have those three guys in Triple H be this faction, like the NXT evolution kind of a thing. I'm fine. Cool. Do that. Uh, but somebody, I think it was Trina, our beloved Trina, who tweeted that uh, that it's the fat guy faction. And I was like, we got to make that a thing. All the fat guys need to be in a faction because as a fat guy, I, I, I need that in my life.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sami Zayn sold Owens' corner clotheslines like a god. Like if people sold for Roman Reigns like this, I probably wouldn't hate those corner clotheslines so much. Zayn insists the match happens and Owens wins with a pop-up powerbomb. Lance Storm said that he would have liked to have seen Owens win with a spear and jackhammer. I agree.
2: <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, would that would have been I fun. Um, I, I I love the Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. I want more of them. Like, if the way that they they kind of just said the feud ended on Battleground but didn't, didn't separate them, so they've had more matches since then. It's been kind of like trickle on and off thing. Um, I really feel like there was there's an alternate universe in which they never stopped fighting, and they are going to main event WrestleMania, you know, because they've been beating the crap out of each other for a year. Um, I just I, I love what these guys do in the ring together. I love that that um, Kevin Owens got to just stand there aloof while another man beat the crap out of his former best friend, and then he he finished he picked the bones. This Kevin Owens is the guy I always wanted to be a champion in, in on the main roster. I wanted this
0: we, guy. We have breaking news. CM Punk didn't answer the phone because he was walking Larry. It's his birthday. <laughs> also, he said, thank you, Los Angeles. It's nice to hear from you at the Staples Center. That's nice. So, imagine, <laughs> and The Rock, keep in mind, The Rock is out there right now filming a recreation of CM Punk's wife getting beaten in like a minute. Yeah. Complete with entrance and everything. Like AJ Lee's Titan Tron and music just played. Right. And Thea Trinidad comes out as AJ Lee. This is just such a a weird situation. I will post the footage of of, uh, Punk – the Punk and The Rock uh, situation. Apparently, somebody's telling me that Punk tried to call him back and The Rock tried to FaceTime him. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's something. That's something. If, they, if that would have been on the network, forget about it, man. Forget yeah. about it. Brock Lesnar interview. This was – You know, Brock Lesnar's on a lot of Raws, and some of them they don't even have him on screen. Yeah, It's weird. Like, put him in a match and have him kill J- – Everybody should just kill gender. Kill hard body mahal. <laughs> but this was okay, but it was super weird. He turn, he steals Michael Cole's chair, turns it around. Well, like I guess said he stole Elliot Stabler's, Stablers gimmick and just stares and basically Paul Heyman said, We want Goldberg to win at Fastlane. Okay. Right. But but, he, that but up.
2: He, he he Heyman does it from way back here where my hand is while Brock is just doing this into the into the camera the whole time. So way over here we got – we some people say that Kevin Owens has a chance. My client disagrees, and it's just Brock Lesnar doing this. It was so surreal. I loved it. I have no idea what it was, but I loved it.
0: It was another one of those things that I really didn't mind it on the show. There was – I can't look at a whole lot on this show and be like, well, that was bad. That was bad because – I mean the worst things on here. Enzo was annoying and he got kicked in the face. So I can't complain about that. I don't like handicap matches with the champions, but they didn't lose, so I'm okay with that. It wasn't any, anything that bad. And what was really, really, really good was Braun Harambe Strowman, as Anna Bauer calls him. And I feel like as you know, Cincinnati is kind of A second home to me, and that's R.I.P. Harambe. Yeah, where he was from. I feel like uh, that that can be an official thing. He had a hell of a match with Big Show. Now, if you're talking like, if you're comparing this to PWG, I know I'm going to have those people that I don't have my glasses up here, guys. Sorry, but they're going to be like, "Oh my god, it's it's just uh, it sucks. They didn't do anything. You kick up, and that's it. Oh my god." But this, this, these are two guys who have been on the loop together for a long time, and it showed. They knew each other's strengths. They knew each other's weaknesses. I did have one person that said, oh, and people think that Stroman can't have a match with Undertaker. Well, here's the difference. Undertaker is in the worst shape of his life right now. Meanwhile, the Big Show is in the best shape of his life right now. And it made me a little bit emotional, a little bit happy to hear... Big Show getting this-is-awesome chance for a face-off a summer after, like like maybe six, seven months after he was getting please retire chance. Yep. That's cool, man. That's that's awesome to see. Also, as I tweeted, you got to add a DDT to Braun Strowman's WWE 2K17 moveset now. Yep. Yeah. What would you think of this? This I was loved, good
2: stuff. I, I, I loved every second of it. Because here's the thing. No, it was work rate, maybe the work weight was too low. I didn't like the work rate of this match. Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> These are two dudes who are 6'8 and above and 3'8 and You sound very above. much like
0: yourself earlier in the show. Okay, good. It's, it's, it's possible. <laughs> it's true.
2: Um, listen, when, when you have guys of this size, this is how they should work together. Plus, you have a dude who's 385 pounds and to do a kip up. Now that was pretty great <laughs> to begin with. Um they they you know you proved that Braun Strowman can be knocked down by a man his own size, which is pretty cool. Uh Str- show looked great and he made um Strowman look like a million bucks selling yeah. for all of his stuff. Um Pumped all
0: over the place.
2: Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, kick kicking out of a choke slam. Uh Show was the first guy to ever kick out of uh, Braun Strowman's running power slam, which was saved because that was a, a weird spot where he was supposed to catch him on the on the big splash and couldn't get there in time. I had to hoist him up, like deadlift him up onto his shoulder. Um, that was that was really great, all of it. Um, and then finally had to hit another one to put him away. This was all one the teasing of the vertical suplex where they, kept, they kept, kept pointing out, you know, we, we went and reinforced the ring. Yes. We totally reinforced it. That ring is so reinforced.
0: Uh,
2: and, and put they
0: everyone... guys out there working on it as Braun yeah. came out to the ring. Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, which I think everyone was assuming was covering for them making the, the ring a worked ring. Uh, so they were expecting that big uh, vertical superplex um, spot uh, and didn't get it, but that's fine because what we did get was this great Haas battle. I mean, these two guys were fantastic together.
0: Yeah, they went into that that KO punch that Strowman kicked out of and yeah. not a lot of people have kicked out of it. Yeah. They protected that move very well. Then Big Show kicked out of the, the power slam. Strowman hit another and won. This match was everything it needed to be. And hats off to both of these guys because there was a lot of groaning when this match was booked to begin with, much less put in the main event. So
2: I suppose it all depends on, on, on your outlook on Braun Strowman. If, if there's, there's, there are two minds. A lot of people out there hate him just because he's big and doesn't, doesn't do the things that they want him to do. Why is he being pushed? nuts Cesaro. You know what I mean? Like, okay, fine. They're two different guys entirely. By the way, one of them was just tag champs. So anyway, um, uh, but I loved it. I was like, I can't wait to see what this is going to be. Now, did I think it was going to be in the main event? No, I did not. Once they put it in the main event, I was like, "Well, this is going to be something special," and it was. Uh, and of course, it was only there so they can end the show with Roman Reigns coming out and getting involved. Uh, and I thought they it were just like going to real dick. Yeah, I know. Like this, this guy's just like put in what at least twelve minutes against a dude who's bigger than him. He hoisted him up onto his shoulder for a running power slam. He's tired. I know. I'll go attack him now. That's the honorable Baby thief's thing to do. So, so then, um, yeah, he, uh, he, he went for a spear and got front drop kicked in the motherfucking skull. That was <laughs> understand, amazing.
0: Understand the sense this makes. Braun Strowman, who is over as a heel. I mean, you all can say whatever. I, I see the YouTube numbers every week, and that, that is stuff that people go out of their way to watch. Braun, for for what he is, he is over. He goes in there with Captain fucking Insano from the Waterboy, former WWE champion, ECW champion, WCW champion, world heavyweight champion, held every title under the sun, U.S., intercontinental, hardcore, tag team. He's done it all. And this guy, not, not only is it this guy who's done all that, he's in the best shape he's ever been in. Like even better than when he was like 20 something years old, like crazy shape slugs it out for 12, 13 minutes, however long it was. And then Roman comes down and damn, I did not see that drop kick coming. Yeah, that was, that was neat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was very cool. I mean, we, we, you are, uh, uh, oft to, uh, point out how stupid front drop kicks are,
0: but, Oh yeah, not that not one. Not this
2: one. No. Uh-uh. no, that's a great way of nope. countering a spear is putting both of your feet in the dude's face.
0: One of the greenest guys on the roster has one of the best front drop kicks. Yeah, that's weird to me.
2: Yeah, I mean he's it's like weird to I, me. It you know, was interesting is that he had Corey Graves pointing out how deep Braun Strowman's move set is now. Like he was talking about, hell, oh, he pulled out a DDT. I've never seen him do that before. You know, like yeah. it's just it. That's great. That's great. Yes, point that out. Make sure everybody knows it. You know, because this guy it
0: shows that he's he's brilliant. It shows that he's willing to improve. And if this were 1989, he would never have had to improve past what we first saw him on WWE TV ads. No, never. I
2: mean, yeah, but he would have been complacent. Imagine a guy with with his size and his skill set. You know, as, as what he is now, not what he was when he debuted and was like hoisting dudes up into weird like bear hug chokes like what he is now running around in like the the south southeast territories in like eight, 1982 like he would never lose it would be they they would book everything around this guy uh i i love uh, i love what he does the whole thing is i i understand the guy is not perfect but for what he does for what he is i can't imagine him being much better you know what i mean and the fact that he's yeah. always improving like this guy, he's, he's he's taking the ball and run with it. I mean, there's there was no guarantee when they sh- when he k- showed up the the Monday after the the draft or after Battleground and beat the crap out of James Ellsworth that he was going to become this, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty amazing when you think about it.
0: Yeah, I wonder how things are going to shape up after WrestleMania because I y- I don't know if they'll keep forcing the rain thing. If he beats Strowman, there might be a riot. Yeah. There might be. It's going to be an unusual situation. And maybe not a riot, but it's going to be an unusual situation. Uh, Guys, register at Fightful.com. Absolutely free. We're bringing our forums back soon, doing some work to those. Uh, You all are really digging that Shane Helms show, and that means a lot to me. We get a lot of good feedback from you all for that. Last week, we covered the process of running a show. A lot of you don't realize Shane runs Omega now, and it's very, very successful. We go through the process of marketing, of booking a show, booking uh, a venue, booking talent, negotiating with talent, uh, talent that maybe isn't the easiest to work with, all kinds of stuff there. Also, we've had shows on the end of WCW, backstage fights, all kinds of topics. Uh, Shane's experiences in the Royal Rumble, including that uh, famous spot where (laughs) Triple H and Steve Austin made him fly. Y'all are really liking that show, and that makes me happy. Uh, also, that Matt Riddle show on Thursdays, register. You get free early access to that. Also, you can subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Uh, send, us, send us in some feedback. Let us know what you want to see, what you don't want to see on the show. Also, send us tweets, whether you follow us or not, at Sean Ross at at Pawlowski the Fourth. We want to be more interactive with you guys. We love talking to you guys on Twitter. So, yeah, get at us. Tell us what you like, what you don't like about the show. Unless it's about Alex's face, there's not a lot I can do about that. You know, maybe Alex will win the contest for that mask when we get to 1,000 followers on Fightful Wrestle. We're already there on Fightful Online, but I want to get there on Fightful Wrestle. Maybe you can wear that.
2: Listen, I wore a mask on the Halloween Spooktacular, and you had a big problem with that. That was my Harambe well, you costume. You covered your mouth, you fool. Well, does, doesn't the, uh, the Mysterio one doesn't cover my mouth? No. Okay. Oh, that's right. Really, I'm, I'm thinking of the Sin Cara mask, which is always yeah. great. I love the Sin Cara promos. I like, <laughs> I
0: wrestled a mask on once. Anymore. I wrestled in a mask once as a fill-in in like a two-minute squash, and I couldn't breathe. Like 30 seconds in, I was like, go home! <laughs> go home! <laughs> It was terrible. I was smothering. Oh, my God. It was the worst experience. I'm back tomorrow night after SmackDown. Uh, we got Jeff Hawkins. We're going to talk SmackDown Live. they got a big battle royal in that show, number one contendership. It's going to be an interesting SmackDown. Alex, anything to tell the people before we go? Besides checking out all his awesome stuff at Fightful.com, Alex covers things from an angle that a lot of people don't, and it's very entertaining. Like it, we want to give you something else. If maybe you've been going to a different wrestling news site for years and years and years, and they haven't changed anything, give Fightful.com a try, FightfulWrestling.com a try. I promise you will not regret it. Uh, we simplify things for you. We put all of our, the, the smaller updates into one fight-size wrestling update. That way you're not clicking like 1,500 things all day. Alex, tell the people what's up.
2: I do a little thing uh, every now and then called uh, Off Track with A-Train. I was nicknamed A-Train when this thing started. I figured I'd run (laughs) with that. Uh, And uh, it's always looking at uh, things from a a little askew perspective. Over the weekend, I did one on the fact that uh, Sean Waltman, X-Pac, divulged that Goldberg wanted to call himself The Hybrid. And Scott Hall and Sean Waltman talked some sense into him because I don't think you'd be seeing Brock Lesnar versus the hybrid at WrestleMania 33.
0: Well, no so you'd that's... have to plug him up first and charge him before the damn match started. Exactly.
2: They'd be calling him Prius. They'd be a lot of Maybe Prius he would last fans.
0: maybe he would last longer than 2 minutes in a match if that were the case.
2: Right. <laughs> that's true. Needless <laughs> to say, his mileage
0: wouldn't have been very good. <laughs>
2: ah! That's good. Oh, and then my of course God. And, of course, today I uh, did a full deep dive on the Hulk Hogan doing a supervised splash to a purse snatcher commercial. So you can find all that at Feifel.com, and you can follow me at Palowski the Fourth, P A W L O P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I-T-H-E, the numeral 4-T-H.
0: Guys, yeah, it goes without saying, Alex will have an article up about the rock CM Punk situation. I'm, I'm assigning him that on air right now. Uh, that's good. Right now, yeah. on air. Subscribe yeah. to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. We're out.